Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is May 13th, 2022, and a note dominate. Today's headlines. Vacation has been canceled for the Chicago Police Department after nearly 1,000, yeah, that's right, 1,000 cops quit last year. Second, the Biden administration canceling Alaskan oil and gas lease sales. Third, Rep. Kamek stating that illegal migrants apparently are receiving pallets of baby formula, but American people can't find them. And finally, Elon Musk's Twitter deal temporarily on hold over allegations of fraud. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Every time you have a press conference, you say crime is down. Uh, the economy is booming. Well, that's but not that's not true, but get your question, sir. Across the street, we had a police officer on duty, the victim of a hit and run. We have Michigan Avenue, the magnificent miles now referred to as the mile of fear. The water tower place has thrown the keys back to the lender. They say they don't want to be in Chicago anymore. Well, I disagree with you fundamentally. Um, and I don't think I need to address any and dignify your comments one second further. And folks, just wait till Memorial Day and our summer. It will be the summer of joy in Chicago. Well, there's Mayor Lightfoot saying, don't worry about a thing. Crime is actually down. Apparently crime is actually down, according to our statistics that we made up based on what we want the headline to be rather than what's actually happening on the ground in the streets of Chicago. Well, that's interesting because if crime is down, then why do I see headlines like this at Zero Hedge? Vacation canceled for Chicago PD after nearly 1,000 cops quit last year. Understand what's happening here. It's very simple. The defund the police movement has led to two things. Number one, the persecution of police in this country. People whose jobs is to enforce the law and then go out on a regular basis, go into the streets to fight crime, right? And then are demonized for it. They're criminalized. They know that one wrong move, and if you get cut, caught on a deceptively edited viral video, that's the end of your job. It might even be the end of your freedom if some trumped up DA wants to throw you behind bars for doing your job or for following your standard protocol and standard issue, um, your SOP, standard procedures. Understand, this situation is going to lead to more crime. It's very obvious what Mayor Lightfoot is doing here. She is what they call juking the stats, right? She's juking the stats and she's making a situation where they're claiming crime is down because they're finding, you know, they're classifying more things as crime, and then they say that comes down, or they change the definition of what's a crime and what isn't. They report it differently. It's very simple. But we can see what's going on in our cities. It's not just Chicago. It's across the country. And look at this. According to local ABC7, CPD has increased staffing levels at times in recent years after especially high crime weekends, but typically canceling just one day off across ranks. According to the police department order, the upcoming holiday will require that officers work straight through their regularly scheduled days off. John Costanza, president of the Chicago Fraternal Order of Police, said, The escape from this job and the tragic things we see on a daily basis, to be able to go on vacation or even just spend time with your family at a barbecue, it's a decompression time that is sorely needed. The notice comes as data reveals more officers left 
the Chicago Police Department then joined in 2019 and 2020, with 900 leaving last year versus just 51 who joined the force. This is the wages of the defund the police movement. You're going to get more crime. You're going to get more murder. You're going to get more, less cops who are more overworked, which means if you do end up having mistakes, if you do end up having issues, it's because the force is being stretched thin. And this ain't just going on in Chicago. It's across the country in every major city. And can you blame them, by the way? Can you blame them for leaving the force when they see mayors like this and they see DAs like that who are trying to go after you to make their career off of putting you behind bars for doing your job? So who loses out in this? It's obvious who loses out in this. It's the people who live in the cities. And that's why, look, I've sat on this program and I still stand by this. Get out of cities. Just get out. The violence is completely. I saw a video from Philadelphia the other day, only about 10 miles from where my parents live, right? Right down the street. There's a gas station, guys going up, 30 years old, father, filling his car up with gas. Another car pulls up behind them at the gas station. Two guys pop out with guns, one with a handgun, one with, it's hard to tell in the video, it's, uh, but it looks almost like an AK-47, and just start open firing at the guy. Start open firing, guy goes down dead. They take his car. They killed him to take his car. Didn't need to, but it happened anyway. That's Philadelphia. And you can only imagine what the body count is going to be in Chicago this weekend. This is a horrific situation. Our cities are completely out of control. But don't worry, because we're sending $40 billion overseas. So it finally happened. Tanya and I finally finished our first case of Good Ranchers. And now we've got to figure out what should the next case be? Because we're looking at it, right? Now, she wants more of the fish. Like, she loves the salmon. She said, I want more fish. That's what I want to get in there. Me, I'm like, I want the beef. I want steak. I want those burgers. I want, you know, a little bit of chicken. We'll do some chicken just to have it, you know, because you don't want, you know, the same thing every night. I feel like you get the same thing every night. It becomes, you know, a little bit routine. So, you know, switch it up a little bit. Get in some of those pre-trimmed, the pre-marinated chicken breasts. But then the main thing that I love is the steaks, the ribeyes, the T-bones, the New York strips, prime upper choice beef, highest quality. And from Good Ranchers, you know it's going to be 100% American meat sourced from local American farms. The thing that's great about Good Ranchers is that it is steakhouse quality, delivered right to the Pasobic home with Good Ranchers. It takes all the guesswork out, but of course, we've got to jostle back and forth to figure out which one that we want to get. So you guys let us know in the comments, what do you think we should get in our next Good Ranchers case? And if you want to know what they have, go to goodranchers.com slash poso. It's going to be right here in the description of the episode. That's goodranchers.com slash poso you get $30 off and free express shipping so check it out go in the comments look at you know tell us what you want to get and then when you go check out the website it's right there in the description goodranchers.com slash poso good ranchers american meat delivered first of all we are looking at opportunities to make up for lost gas lng from russia we're on their way of trying to see what we can do to do that, de de dealing with our friends around the world as well. We think we could make up a significant portion of it uh, that would be lost. And it happened again. 
The Biden administration has just canceled the sale, the lease of a one million acre property of federal land in Alaska to be used for oil, gas and energy exploration and drilling. This is the same administration, and Postmillennial has a story, that signed an executive order shortly after taking office directing the Department of the Interior to pause new oil and gas leasing on public lands and offshore waters concurrent with a comprehensive review on the federal oil and gas program. Furthermore, President Biden suggested on Monday that oil companies should be taxed on leases on federal land that they are not using to, to presently drill for oil. They're blaming oil companies for the rise in gas prices, which is ridiculous because it's very clear what's going on. And there's one thing that you'll never hear from the mainstream media. You'll never hear this from the Biden administration, but we'll tell you because this is how it works. So they'll come out and say, well, the issue is supply, right? The issue is these gas companies and they're, they're gouging and they're raising the prices and they could be doing this for that. But no, 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 not what's happening. You're missing a key point here. And I was in Alaska last year, and I went up there to Prudhoe Bay, and I met the people that work on the rigs. I saw the oil rigs. But you know what I saw? I didn't see. I didn't see them drilling. They were sitting around. They were waiting to come online. I said, why aren't you online? Why aren't you guys working? Don't you want to? I said, we want to work. We want to get out there. But here's the problem. Even if you have a lease, you still need your environmental approval to go out there and actually start drilling. That's the key component that the Biden administration is not mentioning, right? You have to go through the EPA, and then you better believe that you're going to get sued by whatever green group is out there that's trying to stop you from doing what you're doing. If you want to talk about Russia, by the way, we know, we've seen this in the reporting, that Russian gas companies were funding green groups here in the United States and across the West, and, and that is in their interest, isn't it? Because they want Russian gas to be sold on the open market, the world market, at a higher rate. And they want to prevent the United States from coming online as an energy exporter like we were under the previous administration. Basic supply and demand stuff this is really, really simple. So if you're someone out there that doesn't like what you're seeing in Ukraine right now, which obviously we don't like what we're seeing in Ukraine, understand that the financing for that comes from the sale of oil and the sale of gas to Europe and the fact that they're able to sell it at confiscatory rates. Well, if we've got a situation right here in Alaska where we can go and drill our own oil and drill our own gas in these lands, and look, I think Alaska is beautiful. Alaska has amazing natural parks, national parks. They have glaciers. They have mountains. It's incredible. But not all of Alaska looks like that. A lot of these areas that they're talking about, you're talking about muddy, oily, greasy, you know, acres and acres of land that does not look like, you know, something that would be in a nature documentary, right? It's, it's tundra, essentially. And what's crazy to me, too, is that when we went up there last year, and I forget this, we're driving around and we see the pipelines, we see the Trans-Alaska Pipeline, and then as we're going... We see caribou, we see caribou and muskox just walking around the pipeline, grazing, having a good time. And I said, did you guys set this up? Did you guys know that Posobiec was going to be coming by and you've got them in like the back of a van or something and you're pushing them out saying, hey, let them see some of the animals. That'll be fun. You know, get the guy on the walkie talkie or something. They said, no, they're out here all the time. I said, well, why? 
because they like the warmth from the pipeline. It's actually something um, that they really enjoy because it's not so warm up here. Obviously, it's Alaska. Folks, Alaska is ours for the taking. Invade Alaska. Occupy Alaska. Don't worry about invading the rest of the world or getting involved in these foreign wars, the bloodlands of Eurasia. You don't need to be sending $40 billion over there. We could be making billions of dollars right here in our own country in a little area called Alaska. And while we're at it, while we're at it, I wouldn't mind looking at Greenland as well. Where it may be that you shop and you are seeing bare shelves and you are seeing signs that you are not able to get baby formula. And then you see the American government sending by the pallet thousands and thousands of containers of baby formula to the border that would make my blood boil and i am i am so angry about this and i think every american should crazy story from my friend congresswoman kat kamek also friend of turning point usa of course where she's gone down to and i guess it's this border migrant processing facility near the u.s mexico border so we're all sitting around trying to figure out What's going on with the baby formula? And we're asking these questions. Why is it that we're sending $40 billion to the war machine as opposed to feeding our own children here in the United States? And Congresswoman Kamek has made an incredible discovery. She says, and she's got pictures of this, pallets upon pallets of baby formula at the Ursula Migrant Processing Center in McAllen, Texas. And she's posting it to her Facebook and her Twitter. And she's saying, what's going on? Why is this that we're sending baby formula to illegal migrants rather than making it available for the people here in our own country where we live? And here's the situation. I talked about this yesterday. Our government's job is to define what is good for the American people and then to act upon that basic measure of goodness. That's called the social contract. But the social contract becomes broken when your government exists to enrich the people who are in the government itself or their family members. Hi, Hunter Biden. So when you have this situation and you say, what's going on here? Why is this such a basic need, one of the most basic functions, right? Being able to feed your own children. It's an emergency, obviously. It's a crisis, of course. But it seems as though America's priorities are completely out of whack. So I saw an interesting tweet, by the way. Someone was talking about this. And then John Legend, of course, pops up and says, oh, I thought you guys were pro-life. You're pro-life, but you don't care about the illegal migrants coming across. To which I say, you have no idea what you're talking about, do you? So many of those kids that are coming across, they're being trafficked across by criminal cartels. Criminal cartels that are using them in many cases as drug mules to come across. They're getting paid to do that. You think the kids have any choice in what's going on, especially if they're an infant? It's ridiculous, obviously. But you don't seem to care about that. You have to actually understand the situation to dig into this stuff. Being pro-life doesn't mean you're stupid. But apparently John Legend doesn't, you know, you know that's not really much of an issue for him. Because he wakes up and says, oh, 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 tweet away. 
The issue here is really simple. It's really, really simple. We care so much. Americans are the most generous people on the face of the planet. Study after study, report after report shows this. But resources in the world are finite. It's just a fact of the matter. That's reality. So how do we, how do we allocate these resources? Well, the government of the United States, it's as simple. You should exist for the betterment of the people in this country. What they're doing, though, is they're trying to be all things for all people. And here's the problem, specifically as relates to the border. You cannot have both open borders and a welfare state. You can really only do one or the other. Because if you have a welfare state, everybody's going to want to get in. And then you're going to go broke trying to be everything for everyone. But if you have open borders, what's going to happen? You're creating a false negative incentive structure. People are going to be flooding across... And then you've got outside groups that are also making money off of that. This NGO archipelago, as Dave Raboy talks about it, the corruption that goes in through there, the corruption of the border uh, cartels that are bringing people across, trafficking children, trafficking women. But we don't care about it. And on top of all that, they're the ones that we're directing the baby formula to, not to the babies of the United States. In this case, you are not successful in, you know, the board does not accept your offer. You've said you won't go higher. Is there a plan B? There is. <laughs> I, I, think we, I think we would like to hear a little bit about plan B. For, for another time, I think. Another time? Yeah. All right. I, that, that's a nice tease. All right. So, um, <laughs> so probably one of the biggest news stories you'll hear today, Elon Musk. And we've been talking about this individual for a long time. Is he going to buy Twitter? Will he follow through and restore freedom of speech to the public square? Because we've been talking about this. I've been talking about this idea of public squares for a while now. We talked about it all earlier this week when I was talking about Pizza Hut, right? They said, Pizza what does that have to do with Twitter? Go with, go with me on this. Go with me on this. All of the places within the country, within the world, where we used to have those meaningful moments of community, whether they be at a pizza parlor or a video game arcade or a main street or a shopping mall back in the 80s and 90s, those are all online now. All of those places where you used to have that meaningful connection with people, they don't exist in the real world because we've been so atomized by you know, consumerism, by multinationals, by the internet, whether you want to call it the Great Reset. You know, that's something really – I think the Great Reset is actually a symptom of the information age, and it's something that people are trying to do to exploit the information age rather than move us towards a more humanity-first, people-first approach. That's a different story. But – the internet is here to stay as the new public square. And Twitter, for better or worse, is the public square in terms of the marketplace of ideas and the marketplace of freedom of speech. The problem is the company of Twitter.com, Twitter Inc., has destroyed freedom of speech, not just in the United States, but everywhere that Twitter operates. So what do you do? 
Elon Musk has said, let's take it private. Should we trust Elon? I don't know. It's a lot of ties to China, a lot of ties to the CCP. Can he get it done? I don't know. A lot of challenges in the way, a lot of roadblocks. Incredible vested interests want to prevent freedom of speech. Think of it, Twitter has done more in the last five or six years to destroy the credibility of the mainstream media than any other force on the planet. And of course, it's not Twitter itself, it's the people going on Twitter, right? But it's their ability through Twitter, Marshall McLuhan, remember the medium is the message, to go in and actually fight back. So what has Musk said? And this gets back to what Bannon was talking about just a couple of weeks ago. And Bannon took a lot of flack for saying this. We brought it up on the show. We gave both sides. Bannon said Twitter is overvalued. There's a lot of fraud there. There's fake. Fake bots, fake traffic, everything else. Now Elon Musk has come out and said, we are temporarily putting on hold the deal, pending details supporting calculation that spam or fake accounts do indeed represent less than 5% of users, Musk wrote. Now that's part of due diligence. But the question is, what will happen next? Because the stock, based on this news, is plummeting. So the question then becomes, will he pull the deal and then come back on a discount? The executives are being fired. We're starting to start starting to see people let go. But if there's any indication, we are in for more of a roller coaster, a lot more ups and downs before this deal is going through. And we have freedom of speech restored. And that is it for this week of Human Events Daily. This has been an incredible week for us. I want to let you guys know, I'm very sad to say that today, for those of you watching on, on the video, this will be the last day that you get to see the Communist Cures mug. That's right. We're going to have a little bit of a different set when we come back. We're going to be uh, on the road for a little bit of time here coming up. We've got a special operation that I can't really tell you guys about yet, but stay tuned because it's going to be very interesting. going to make a little bit of news, but you'll see it when it comes out. So remember... Our promise are with our solemn body. You be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends and leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What do we talk about today? Vacation canceled to Chicago PD after nearly 1,000 cops quit. The Biden administration canceling Alaska oil and gas leases. Rep Kamek talking about illegal migrants receiving pallets of baby formula. And finally, Elon Musk potentially pulling the deal on Twitter. The deal is going to be on hold. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. You know, I was looking at this story today, and I realized that because I'm from the Philly area, I know about this, but not many people do. 1985, May 13th, that's today, the MOVE bombing. And here's how it's written up. The destruction by the Philadelphia Police Department on the orders of the mayor, Wilson B. Good, of a residential home occupied by the MOVE organization. Right? They were trying to serve warrants on this organization couldn't get it done. What do they do? They dropped a bomb from a helicopter, burned down 53 homes, row homes, in the city of Philadelphia, killed six adults, killed five children. Completely insane. And this is prior to Ruby Ridge, prior to Waco. This is some of the crazy stuff that was going on. But for some reason, people don't know about this story as well as they know the others. Understand. Our history will be doomed to repeat it. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.